John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, please, to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, I want us to look at verses 8, 9, and 10, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, 9, and 10, and today I want to just share a, a message with you, just simply titled, I don't know, Get in the Game, how's that? That may be a pretty good title, uh, maybe a subtitle to that should be Finding My Place to Serve. Um, maybe a subtitle to that would be stewardship of my talents and my skills and my spiritual gifts and my abilities. And this is our stewardship series that I've been uh, sharing in over the last several weeks. And last week, if you remember, uh, I passed out and we gave out a spiritual gifts survey uh, for each, each one that is, was here. And if you did not receive that, um, there's some on the back table. Maybe you can go there and, and pick those up. You did not receive that. If you did receive that, I want you to fill out that spiritual gift survey, and I want you to get it back into the church office and set up a time and meet with our ministry leader, which is Mike Collins, and and uh, we'll sit down and, and work through that with you and and try to get you plugged into ministry. Now, I hope and pray that last week, as we talked about the stewardship of our spiritual gifts, talents, and abilities, uh, I hope last week that you were able to discover where some of your strengths are and discover possibly where you are gifted and the spiritual gifts that's been given to you. Now that you've discovered your, where you are gifted, where you are not gifted, I hope and pray that today now uh, you can get focused and get settled into a ministry. Everyone should have a yellow card in their bulletin this morning that was passed out to them. It just simply says, get in the game. Uh, this is our ministry card. And on the back of it, you'll find a lot of different ministries. Uh, some of these are active. Some of these are inactive. After they went to print and after we printed them in the office and, and I looked at a few things, I realized that I left a couple off there. One is our men's ministry. I don't even have on there. So, Troy, forgive me on that. Uh, but anyhow, men's ministry is on there, so you may need to write that one in. I forgot to put that on there. But here you'll see a list, just a smorgasbord, just a buffet of different ministries that, uh, that you can get plugged into. Now, some of these are active. Some of these are inactive. Uh, you may be thinking about another particular ministry that we do not have in place here at Victory Church, and I just want you to write that in there and talk to us. Uh, we're, we're certainly open to new ministries, especially if you feel the Lord is laying that on your heart. But today I want to talk to you about um, getting in the game. I want to talk to you about discovering your place to serve. I want to talk to you a little bit on the topic of of ministry and, and just getting connected, getting involved in ministry within the local church. In Ephesians chapter 2, in verse number 8, it says this, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. Now let's just call time out right there. What I want you to understand here in this teaching that Paul is writing in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, is that doing good works 
or being a good person does not save you. You are saved through and by the grace of God through faith that you place in the person of Jesus Christ. That's where salvation comes from. But then there's a twist. You see, we we come to the cross by faith. We leave the cross doing good works of service by serving each other within the church. And that's what verse number 10 is. For we are His creation. Another translation says we are His workmanship. What that simply means is we are His masterpiece. Okay? I want you to understand that you are God's masterpiece. You are His workmanship. You are His creation. I want you to understand that none of us are the way we are by accident. God has designed us to be just the way we are and gifted us with spiritual gifts that we can bring all of these different personalities. We can bring all these different dynamics. We can bring all these different spiritual gifts and talents and abilities and skill sets into the local church so that everybody plays their role and contributes to the work of Christ so that at the end of the day, as I shared last week, Christ is glorified. Amen? He is lifted up through the body of Christ coming together and working together. For we are His creation. I want you to look to, look to whoever's sitting beside you, and I want you to tell that person, you are God's masterpiece. Go ahead, tell them right now. You are God's masterpiece. Tell them, you're God's masterpiece. Hey, I don't care what they look like, okay? I don't even care if they had a bath this morning. They are still God's masterpiece. Hello? None of us are a mistake. God has created us to be just the person we are. And I want you to really celebrate that instead of trying to make everybody fit a particular mold. And sometimes churches are guilty of that. Sometimes churches think, boy, to be a Christian, we need to look like this, dress like this, act like this, talk like this, do this. And we want everybody to fit this little mold. Now, I do agree there are some principles in God's Word about our conduct and how we should live and what have you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the person that we are. I'm talking about the personalities that we have. I'm talking about the dynamics of the individual. I'm talking about the spiritual gift sets that we have and the skills and the talents and the abilities and the people we are, the life experiences that we've gone through. God wants to use all of that to bring us together in the body of Christ. And I want you to understand you are His masterpiece. Now, you know what you do with the masterpiece? You take, any, you take any artist today and they create this beautiful masterpiece. You know what they do with that masterpiece? They put it up on display for everybody to view, don't they? I mean, they put it in some type of gallery, an art gallery or, or what have you, and people pay and they go and they look and, and they marvel at the masterpiece. Now, I don't think any of us need to be hung up on the wall. That's not where I'm going with that. But what I am saying is that the world... Those outside of Victory Church should be able to see Victory Church working together, serving one another, serving the community, and stand in in awe at the beauty of the church, serving the community, as someone would stand in awe looking at a masterpiece of a piece of art that an artist created hung on the wall of a museum somewhere or, or an art gallery somewhere. Do you see the picture? That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to come together, collectively together, within the local church. Now listen, I am not against parachurch ministries. 
Matter of fact, I have a small little parachurch ministry that I do where I come along, churches and pastors and leadership teams, and, and help them. And we talk about a lot of different issues. And I've done a lot of different leadership-type seminars with other church leadership teams. That's paraministry. But listen, none of that should ever trump the local church. Hello? I'm not against getting involved in parachurch organizations or ministries. But your very first place of service is the local church. Your very first place of working together is within the local church. I'm not against international ministries. I'm not against national ministries. I am not against parachurch ministries. But listen, family, you need to be serving in the local church first. Before you get out there and serve the rest of the world. Hello? Somebody say amen right there. That's pretty good preaching. Amen? We need to be using our gifts in the local church. We are God's masterpiece. Wow. I'm just getting started. Man. About out of time already. My son. That was okay. That was all right. All right. In Ephesians 2.10, we are his creation. We are his masterpiece. Created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. Which God prepared ahead of time or beforehand that we should walk in them. Guys, you realize that every single one of us were made to make a contribution. Every single one of us were created to make a contribution, not just consume. And we're kind of up to here in the church world today with this consumer mentality of church congregations. What can the church do for me? What can the, how can the church meet my needs? And people go all over the country and all over the area with this consumer mentality. Guys, we need to get away from that. We're not here to consume. We're here to make a contribution. We're here to serve. We're here to get involved. Amen? So here's what I want you to write down. I want you to write this down. I'm going to try to cut through some of this message and not share everything that maybe I've prepared for you. Here's what I want you to see. Every single one of us, jot this next slide down. We are here to serve God. We serve God by serving others. The way that we serve God is by serving other people. Now, you ask just about any born-again believer, you ask any Christian out there whatsoever, and every single one of those believers will tell you this, I just want to serve God. And I just want to serve God. But the problem is, a lot of people don't know what that looks like. You you, you want me to tell you what serving God looks like? Serving other people. Our our men's ministry yesterday showed up at Cynthia's house after our men's Bible study uh, yesterday morning here in O'Fallon at McDonald's. We gathered there and had a Bible study, had a great time of fellowship together. And then we all went over to Cynthia's house. And we showed up over there with rakes and and blowers and and bags and and trucks. And and we worked in her yard for a couple of hours. Just us guys over there working and and serving and and raking leaves. I promise you, she had leaves. They They were that tall. I mean... I mean, mounds and mounds and mounds of leaves in her yard. And it was fun to get them all raked up and then go diving through those leaves and rolling in them. Me and Joy and Kiara did that a little bit and rolled all through those leaves and had a good time doing that. But you know what was happening yesterday? As those men and Troy and I think Cynthia took pictures and they put some of them on Facebook and I hope you'll go there and look at them. You know what, you know what those men were doing yesterday? They were serving God. 
They were serving God with a rake in their hand and picking up bags and hauling them off to the landfill. And, and then Tom and Sharon going back and fine-tuning the yard and, and making it spotless. You know what was taking place? God was being served. How was He being served? Because we were serving each other. We were serving other people. And guys, that's what ministry is all about. It's about getting in the game and looking for a way that I can use my skill set, my abilities, my spiritual gifts, my passion, my personality, who God created me to be, in order that I can serve you and that you can serve me and we can serve each other within the local church. So the way that we serve God is simply by serving, serving others. I'm reminded in Matthew chapter 20, in verse number 28, The Bible says this, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Guys, you realize that Jesus did not come to be served. He came to serve. And if we are going to be a true Christian, which simply means that we are Christ-like, that we are a disciple, we are a follower of our mentor, our Savior, our Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, then we are to model our life after His. Matthew twenty twenty eight. He did not come to be served. Nowhere in Scripture do we find that we're to sit back and let other people serve. No, we, are, we come to serve. He came to serve and we are to serve one another. So I want to talk to you about three things. I want you to jot these down if you will, please. Three ways that we can serve like Jesus and what that means. I want us to learn how to serve like Jesus. First of all, number one, jot this down. Serving like Jesus just simply means that we must be available. That we must make ourselves available. You know the number one reason why people do not serve in the local church? And you've heard the, heard the old adage that 80 or, or 20% of the people do 80% of the work in a local church. And that's, that's still very true. Even at Victory Church, there's a lot smaller percentage that are working than, than are not, or not, not involved in ministry. And we all need to get connected. But the number one reason why people don't serve in the local church, they're too busy. Just simply not available to serve. In Matthew chapter 20 and verse 30 and 32, I want you to look at this passage of Scripture. It says, There were two blind men sitting by the road. And when they heard... That Jesus was passing by. Now, question, did Jesus go there just to meet those two blind men? And were they on his agenda? Were they in his day planner? Were they on his iPhone calendar for the day? Did he have an appointment with these two? I realize there's a divine appointment and providence. and all. I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about in his daytimer of the day, did he schedule a meeting with these two blind guys? No. The Bible says... He was passing by. And as he was passing by, the Bible says, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd, of course, told them to keep quiet, but they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. Pay attention to verse 32. What does it say? It says that Jesus stopped and he called them and said, what do you want me to do for you? And you know the rest of the story. But the implication that I want you to get here is that just about every single miracle that Jesus did, every single act of service that he did, for the most part, was an interruption to what he already had on his agenda. It was an interruption. He allowed himself to be interrupted. He was willing to be interrupted. I mean, think about his very first miracle. 
He didn't go to the marriage at Canaan to, to, pre, to perform a miracle. He was there involved in the celebration. And while he was involved in the celebration, he was interrupted. You think about his second miracle when, when he was interrupted on his way to Galilee. Almost every miracle that Jesus did, he did it because he allowed himself to be interrupted. Almost every ministry that Jesus was involved in, he did it because he allowed himself to be interrupted. And guys, listen, the number one barrier, I think, for us being or not being in, 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 in ministry is just simply self-centeredness. I mean, we are just so self-centered. I mean, life is all about me. Life is all about getting more. Life is all about me having fun. Life is all about this and that that I'm consumed with. And we're not willing to be interrupted. In Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 28, the Bible says, Don't say to your neighbor, go away and come back later, and I'll give it to you tomorrow when it's there for you now. And guys, we need to understand that. When there is a need that we become aware of, and this is one thing I shared with our guys yesterday morning at McDonald's, When you become aware of a need, who do you think God wants to meet that need? He wants to use you to meet that need. He don't want you to call the church and get a hold of the church office and get a hold of the pastor and say, Hey, pastor, found a need out here. You need to come out here and meet this. No, 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 no. That's not the way it works. I mean, hey, we're willing to do all we can, but we can't do everything. Hello? When you become aware of a need, guess who God wants to use to meet that need? He wants to use you. But unfortunately, many of us are so busy, and we're just simply not willing to be interrupted there's three barriers for not being available and barrier number one is just self-centeredness and i want to share with you philippians chapter two and verse number four where it says forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand just get over yourself forget yourself long enough so that you can lend a helping hand self-centeredness another barrier is perfectionism you see we just want to wait till everything in our life is perfect I mean, everything is perfect. Most people don't serve because they just don't have time right now. And the second reason, well, things just aren't right in my life right now. I mean, I'm just not ready. My life is just not perfect. But when it gets right, when things get worked out, when all the bills get paid and my financial problems are over, when I I get through schooling or when I finish my... You see, here's what happened. Let me say this to all of the college kids that are here today. God wants to use you now in the local church while you are in college. But sometimes college kids will say, well, I've got all my studies and I've got these classes and I've got these exams and I've got all this I've got to pour into. I can't do any ministry right now because I'm busy in college. You know what that is? That's self-centeredness and that's perfectionism. You need to allow yourself to be interrupted. Hello? Young adults that are out of school now and pursuing a career, they say, boy, when, when things get worked out, As soon as I can just climb up the ladder a little bit, I'm the low man on the totem pole, and I've got my career in front of me, and I really need to pay attention to this, and I just don't have time to do it right now. And a lot of times young adults won't get involved in ministry simply because they're so focused on a career. Now, is a career wrong? No, nothing wrong with that. But the problem is, if you're going to wait till everything in life gets perfect, you'll never serve. Hello? Parents with small children think, boy... I can't serve right now. But as soon as little Johnny gets out of diapers, or as soon as the little one gets out of the toddler stage, or as soon as they get out of kindergarten, or as soon as I can get them off to elementary school, or, or as soon as I can get them through junior high, or I've got graduation coming up this year, as soon as I can... You see what happens? It just goes on and on and on, and people won't get in ministry because of, I think, of the barrier of perfectionism. 
Matter of fact, listen to this verse of Scripture. Ecclesiastes 11 and 4. It says, One who watches the wind will not sow. And the one who looks at the clouds will not reap. In other words, if you're always looking around for everything to be just right, the Bible says, if you're always watching the wind, you'll never sow. And if you never sow, you'll never reap. The point is, guys, life is always going to be busy. There'll never be a time in your life when you're not busy. Hello? Here's what I want you to do right now, because I'm not sure everybody got that statement. I want you to look at your neighbor right now and tell them that there'll never be a day in their life when they are not busy. Tell them that right now. There'll never be a day in your life when you are not busy. There'll never be a day in your life when you are not busy. You see, I'm 47, just celebrating my 47th birthday. I know I don't look it. I now realize that's a shock to most of you guys that I'm 47. I realize that. You know, I'm sorry. But listen, do you realize? I mean, I remember back, boy, if I can just get my kids through diapers. I remember when Tyler was in a diaper, and I'm thinking, man, if we could just get through the diaper stage, you know, going and buying all those diapers, man, if we could just get through that. And then there's the stroller. Man, if we can just get to the place where I don't have to unpack this stroller every time we go to the mall or every time we go to the store. Or every, man, if we can just get... Man, if they get to the stage where they can just walk. Man, if they can just walk. Man, if they get to the stage where they can just clean their room. Still had not got that one yet. No, maybe we have a little bit. Maybe we have. The point is, it never ends. I mean, there's always something, right? And we just need to make up our minds that we're going to get involved in ministry. And, of course, the third barrier to not getting involved in ministry is materialism. In Luke chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus said, No servant can serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and money. And, guys, listen, we've got to make up a mind. We've got to make up our mind. We've got a decision to make. And the decision we need to ask ourselves is this. Do I want to be rich or do I want to be blessed? Do I want to be wealthy Or do I want to be blessed? Now, understand me, I am not against being rich. As a matter of fact, I'd love for some of you guys to get very wealthy and bring that tithe and help us pay for that building out on Scott Troy Road. Amen? I'm all for you getting wealthy. But we've got to make up our minds. Is that what we're going to live life for? Just to get rich? Or are we going to live life to be blessed? You cannot. By the way, in Luke chapter 16 and verse 13... The Bible says that no servant can serve two masters. And then it says you cannot serve both God and money. I want you to understand Jesus did not say you should not serve both God and money. He said you cannot serve both God and money. There's no way. You'll serve one, neglect the other, or you neglect one, serve the other, whatever it may be. But we need to make a decision. Materialism keeps many people out of ministry. Serving like Jesus just simply means being available. You can jot these next two points down. I'm not going to preach on them. Serving like Jesus means being grateful. Man, we need, to, we need to have a grateful spirit and a grateful heart. If we could slow down long enough just to realize all that God has done for us and how he has blessed us, it will make us want to get in the game. And I remember early on in my life when I rededicated my whole life to Christ and, wanted to, and, and just wanted to live for him. And I got to thinking about all that he did for me. I, I couldn't do enough. And I wanted to get in there and serve. One of the main things that will keep you from serving is to have an ungrateful spirit about you. When we start comparing one another and criticizing one another and looking at one another, you'll become ungrateful for things, and that will get you out of service. 
I, I don't even have time to preach that one. Number three is this. Serving like Jesus means being faithful. Serving like Jesus means being available. It means being grateful. And it means being faithful. Sticking to it. Just sticking to it. I, I promise you in ministry, you're, you're going to experience some of the highs, some of the highest highs in your entire life. You'll experience those. But almost simultaneously at the same time, you'll experience some of the deepest lows in life. And you know what you need to decide? You just need a purpose in your heart. You know, I'm going to keep serving God. I'm going to keep living for Him. I am going to be faithful. Now, here's how I want to close out. And I, I didn't even preach the last two points of that message. But here's what I want you to get. Right now, I want everybody to pull out their little yellow card. Last week, I shared with you a spiritual gift survey. And if you did not receive one of those, maybe you weren't here last week. Uh, there's some on the table. Please get those before you leave. We printed off some extras uh, so you can take one. Every member of the family needs one. You can't share that. Uh, so if you did not get one of those last week, be sure to stop by the table over here. As soon as service is over, make a beeline over there and pick those up uh, and take that and kind of see where you're gifted. But now it's time to get in the game. And that's kind of what the slide is saying here and the card is saying. It's time to get in the game, guys. And, and we need help. We need help at Victory as we're growing this church and we're working and we're serving together. We need help. So here on the front of it, it says, get in the game. This is our ministry commitment card. And it says, today I'm deciding to get in the game and start using my talents and skills and abilities and gifts and time for God's team. And then there's a place for you to write some things in there. I'm interested. I would like more information about the following ministry or ministries. And I want you to write them in there. And then put your name and your email address on there. On the back of the card, I want us to take a moment here. And, and, uh, and I want you to look at some of these ministries that are here. Some of these are, are vibrant. Some of these are, are in place right now. And, and they're taking off and they're going. They're vibrant. Some of these are inactive uh, there's some good ministries that are here that, that are just aren't active at this moment, primarily because there's not a leader to lead some of these. Um, and then possibly there's something that you're thinking about that's not on the list. I want you to write it down. So I want you to look at this list of active and inactive ministries here at Victory Church. Pick one that interests you. Pick two or three. Someone asked me, can I pick more than one? Sure. Pick two or three. Maybe there's two or three areas that, that interest you. But I promise you, with everything on this list, there's a need. And people may say, well, what is that? If you don't know what that is, but you're curious about it, I want you to write it down. We'll follow up with you. We'll touch base and we'll share with you what that ministry looks like. I mean, there's all different types of ways you can serve. Some people think, well, serving at Victory just means I get there at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning and I set up the gym and then I tear it down. No, that's just a, really, that's just a small part of what we do. Very small part. You know what? That may not be for you. And everybody on the setup team just groaned. But we could use your help. <laughs> but look at these other ministries. There's some great ministries on there. I want you to take a moment right now. Right now. Just take a moment. Browse through there. I want you to highlight one of those. And then I want you to turn this in fill it out. And maybe you need to take it with you and look at it more. But if you did not receive one of these, Pat's got some extras there for you. Uh, we'll get these passed out to you. Raise your hand. The point is, guys, we want you to get in the game. Now, here's what I'd like for you to do. Maybe you need to take this home with you, and that's okay. But please don't take it home and just stick it in your Bible and make it a really nice, cool bookmark and just kind of have it to jot notes on. Use this thing. Look and see some areas. Matter of fact, here's one that, that kind of revs my engine a little bit, a little pun intended. It's called the Cars Ministry. Now, if you know me, you know I'm a huge NASCAR fan. By the way, the race is going to start in about an hour here, so I've got to get it wrapped up. You know, I love NASCAR. 
And, uh, and the cars ministry is something I enjoy doing. I enjoy working on cars. I enjoy doing a brake job. I enjoy doing little tune-ups. I enjoy doing little things, little odds and ends on cars. I enjoy detailing and cleaning up cars. And, and I, I just enjoy all that stuff. And, and uh, so the cars ministry, here, here's how I envision this ministry. And this is just one example of many. This particular ministry, I want to get launched, and, and I'm probably going to be the one that leads it up. But what I want it to happen is one Saturday a month, I want our cars ministry to meet. Now, this primarily will happen when we get over on our property. And what we're going to do, we're going to advertise within the church and out in the community that on that day, we're going to give free oil changes, we're going to give free tune-ups, we're going to give free brake jobs, we're just going to service your car for you, especially for widows and especially for single parents and especially single mothers and deployed like Cynthia right now and her husband's deployed. We want to be able to take care of her and all of our deployed spouses that are left behind. We want to service, I want to service your car. I hope I can get some more guys and even maybe ladies ladies that like to turn a wrench, get involved in that ministry. There's all different types of ways that we can serve each other, okay? So I want you to get in the game, look at something, circle something. By the way, did I say that will be like once a month on a Saturday? And you, we, we announce it and you make a schedule so everybody doesn't show up at 8 o'clock and you know, I'll be there at 8 o'clock and we'll schedule that one from 8 to 8.30 and you know, kind of make an appointment. Stay there all day if we have to and service cars. That, that's one of the ministries that I want to get started. Maybe there's something you have. That not on the list that you would like to do. Write it down. Talk with us. The point is, get in the game. Amen? What's our primary goal? Love God. What, what did Jesus say is the greatest command? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy strength. Love God. And he said the second is likened to it. What is the second? Love your neighbor. What's the best way to love your neighbor? Serve your neighbor. To serve each other. And man, that's really what ministry is. How do we serve God? By serving each other. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for our time together. And I just pray, God, that today, today maybe there's someone here that's not plugged into a ministry. I pray that today that individual would get connected. I pray, dear God, they would get in the game. Lord, I just pray you just lead us like you led in worship this morning. Lead us in the area of our ministry. Help us, God, to serve each other, to serve our community to encourage one another, to meet the needs of each other. God, we don't, we don't need government to meet our needs. The church, Christian, the body of Christ, we're here to meet those needs. But unfortunately, we've got to depend on the government because sadly the church, the body of Christ, has checked out of doing ministry. They've quit making a contribution and they just started consuming God, convict our hearts today. Return us to the old path of serving one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call 
or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.